Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Coffee Time with Retro Lag. I am your host, Mr. Retro to the Let's Go himself, Retro Lag. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can catch the show live right here, or you can always go to the podcast, which is available on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcast Services. I hope everybody is ready for their hump day. Hump day. Hump day. A few announcements. Um, Real quick, I want to thank Supercar Nassim for the follow yesterday. I appreciate that. Uh, So today, Social Soup, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then after that, if you like the good old-fashioned game and chat type streams, I will be back on uh, with Backlog. Uh, It's where essentially I get caught up on my video game library. And I'll be playing Kingdom Hearts tonight. Um, That's going to be at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If it's late for some of y'all, they got to go to sleep because you got to go to school. Then I totally understand it. It's all gravy. Um, No problems. But in any case, if you want to come hang out, chill with me. uh, Social Soup is Gaming Entertainment News. So that's uh, at 9. On uh, Thursday, tomorrow is the premiere of Conspiracy Corner, a conspiracy theory, mafia tales, unsolved mysteries story that will air, premiering tomorrow, but will air weekly on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Twitch. And then on Friday, we sum up the week with uh, everything about fights podcast. We'll be covering UFC Fight Night. Uh, Smith versus Rackett, which takes place on Saturday. Um, so that's what we got for the rest of the week. Um, okay. Now, what brew am I drinking this morning? Well, I finished another coffee today, Pike Place, but I added a little bit of Colombian Antigua into it. <sighs> Tastes great. Tastes great. I love it. Um, definitely what I needed this morning. Um, got me in the right direction. So, now, normally at the top of the week, we identify new goals. And then on Wednesday, we revisit those goals. And then Friday, we sum up how we did for the week. Uh, as of today, as of right now, my fitness, me reading my book, and me meditating have all fell flat. I haven't done any of them this week up to this point. However, we still have today, tomorrow, and Friday to make up for it. So let's hope that on Friday when we revisit this conversation, I will have actually done better. (laughs) But as far as the diet goes, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I got about four pounds to go, well, three pounds to go till I get to my, my desired weight. And then it's bulking season, baby. (laughs) Um, In any case... The focus today is motivation. Now, previously I talked about purpose and I talked about direction. Today we're talking about motivation. Now, by definition, 
Motivation is defined as the reason or reasons one has for acting or behaving a particular way. Oh, excuse me. Example, escape can be a strong motivation for travel. Another similar definition, the general desire or willingness of someone to do something. Keep staff up to date and maintain interest and motivation. Now, I really needed motivation this morning because if you do a podcast that is pretty much the crack of dawn in the morning as if you're going to work, the last thing you want to do by the middle of the week is go to work and do that podcast. Now, the podcast itself is not hard. It's just simply the comfort of the bed. That's what makes me. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. The volume is too loud. I was wondering, I was like, why is the music so loud in my headphones? Hopefully y'all heard everything I said because I'm not going to repeat it. <clears throat> so, as I was saying, the bed was too comfortable. I didn't want to get up. I did not want to get up, but I got up and then I made the coffee. And then I got in gear. I said, let's just get up. Let's go get the computer turned on. Let's get everything going. And then I started to get motivated to, you know, complete the week. Because up to this point, I have to be perfectly honest, I have yet to complete a solid week, five days in a row of of podcasts. I think there's always at least one day where I take a day off. (laughs) I think I had one week. I think I had one week, but I digress. (sighs) That coffee tastes so good. In any case, once I got the computer on, once I got everything turned on, um, you know, usually when, when I pick the focus, you would think that I would have them like ahead of time and I'm 90% of the time. I don't, I think of them the day of, and, but this one really popped out to me because we had already talked about purpose and direction. And these are key factors, um, that push you as a leader in the military purpose, direction, and motivation. That's what you provide to your subordinates in order to get them in the right direction, you know, in order to accomplish said task or mission. So I wanted to close it out. I wanted to close out this little mini series, if you will, with motivation. And I think it's also imperative to talk motivation, especially in the beginning or in the middle of the week, because at this point, we've already had the first two days of the work week. By by this day, we should be in the groove of things. And then tomorrow, Friday, is when you start to taper off again. You know, you start to kind of be lackadaisical. Or you can hard charge the whole week. It's really up to you and how you operate, right? Um, What is it called? Your operus mandi? Your operandus mandi? Isn't that how they say it? But motivations. Motivations also, let's look back at that first definition. The reason or reasons one has for acting or behaving in a particular way. And then the example, escape can be a strong motivation for travel. I had said this before. Fear can be a strong motivator, right? Um, yesterday when we were talking about direction, we were talking about criticism and I mentioned that there are people that thrive off drama because it, get, it, it, it possesses them with a sense of power, 
a sense of dominance. Sometimes that's the motivator. The motivator is them looking for the hot take to ignite that fire or throw gasoline on it and light it with a match. So, you know, when you look at motivations across the board, there could be many motivations. You know, why do people decide to um, try to pump you up, try to motivate you? Could it be that they want to lend you some words to inspire? Do they empathize? Are they a team player? You know, many of these things could be true. However, sometimes their motivations are simply to chastise you or ridicule you and say you are not better than than thy. You are not better than thou. Thy, thou. Or slurp when, when you need him. Uh, he knows these words. You are not better than me. And my motivation of of uh, providing these words is just to make myself feel better. It's kind of like somebody that you haven't seen in a long time, right? They come to your chat and they, they want to check in. It's not because they're interested to see how you're doing. They're really just checking to see if you in the streaming world have reached a new level, right? If you're doing anything different. And then the majority of the time, everything is taken for face value. So if they see that you have very low numbers, you know, in, in, in the chat, if you, uh, if it's nothing that pertains to anything that they would be interested in, they're quick to dismiss you. So the motivation for them is just to, just to really analyze and observe you. And once they get what they consider the correct picture, it's validation for them to say, see, I knew they weren't doing anything. See, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And so it's like, well, <laughs> don't even give me that fake uh, uh, impression then that you, 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 know, you know are trying to befriend me because I see it. I see right through it. You know, genuineness to me is, is coming through, you know, consistently because you want to, because you enjoy watching it. Or you you enjoy listening to it, you know. Um, if you're just coming in with the motivation to compare me to others, then I whatever, you know. I'm, I just look at you as like I, I am at that point going to look at you like another number. You are just another another statistic to me. Then, you know, if there's no real conversation, then my motivations are simple: treat you as a viewer give you the content the same anybody else gets it and hope that through that you see what the real message is is don't fake it don't let these these false motivations be the uh, be the driving force for you to uh, for your interactions towards me because it's it's not going to be helpful to either of us i mean it'd be helpful to me you know i'm just i'm counting numbers in that case but for the you know for the ones that really are coming through to appreciate the content, then I wholeheartedly um, give you all of my all of my energies, and that's just a token of, of my appreciation of that. You know, that's validation that I'm doing this for you all. You know, so people 
People have the motivations to see you fail. All in all, that's really what I was trying to say. I like the song. We're going to play this one a second time. There we go. Uh, by the way, this song is called Exhale. Don't worry, you can't find it. Retro beats, baby. Underground. Um, but yeah, you know, the general desire or willingness of someone to do something. Keep staff up to date and maintain interest and motivation. See, this definition resonates with me because this is what you do to push your subordinates in the military. This is what I would do when I worked, you know, temporarily at GameStop. I would try to um, show my willingness to do things show my motivation as genuine as helping the team so as to motivate them to you know make sure we enjoy the job and and more importantly you know provide me with opportunities to excel to advance um you know i think when you show your but then but let's 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 flip it Let's go back to let's go back to socials. I love visiting socials. Especially for me, these all correlate because for me they're all relative because they define the interactions that people have that we have. See, I've developed strategies for my interactions so and that's not to say that my strategies are disingenuous by any means they're not I just approach in a different manner in example you ever seen a public figure that has a professional account and then has a personal account and typically the personal account you you don't know you know only a small circle of people know that one but the professional account is the one that everybody knows and on the professional account you see professional posts you know you see things that are business oriented you know you see marketing you see uh, promo, sponsor, um, show dates, uh, show premiere advertisements, trailers, insight of into the industry. But on the personal account, if you get lucky enough to get it or even to get a glimpse of it, that's where you see the personal thoughts. Now, in, in any industry you go into, people will intertwine them. You know, there will be public figures that say whatever they want on their on their timeline, post whatever they want on their timeline. But some people keep them separated. And I think that the majority, if we go into a specific industry as such as streaming, people intertwine them so much that I believe it takes away from 
the purity of your brand. Now, when I say purity, I don't mean like in a spirituality type of way. What I mean is, is you know, Oreos as being Oreos. They're good cookies, you know, chocolate um, a cookie with a vanilla cream on the inside. I think it's vanilla. Um, you know, but that's what they're known for. Your, Oreos aren't known for having a good cook, cookie, but also uh, the packaging is made in a third world country because they don't believe in uh, supporting a country with a, a president that puts his foot in his mouth. You know, like you don't have that association and they don't articulate that. Maybe there's somebody there that does feel that way, but you don't see that uh, in their branding, in their promotion, in their marketing, right? You even see that with, cele- you know, with public figures, with celebrities. Some don't associate their beliefs with their brand, with their name, their professionalism, but others do. Well, in the streaming industry, it's hands down the majority of accounts all share their personal beliefs inside of their professional um, objectives, their business objectives. And I think that's that is a detriment to your success. You know that. So what? How is all this related to motivation? Well, the motivation for your motivation to be successful is is paramount, right? It's key. But when your motivation becomes to express everything you want to express because you feel like this is the platform to do it and it should be heard and you need to be it needs to be voiced, I think that's the wrong motivation to have in regards to your brand because when you go to shop for um sponsorships right you go to shop sponsorships and contracts when you get to a bigger level i would assume that companies will look at your socials and see what type of individual you are you know is this person somebody that we want to get behind do they have the right image And even if I'm going to go out on a limb on this one, and this is totally my opinion, even if you got the numbers, the viewership to support it, you got one bad take, they ain't messing with you. They're not going to give you that contract because they see, they see the fire that is associated with that. And are they willing to put the money behind it? Most likely not. You know, you, you, you're you not what is called a brand safe. And then on the flip side of that, people are going to say, well, I'm not in it for the brands. Okay, okay, hey, I get it. But you are not the majority. And I'm pretty sure there's a, a greater percentage of people that are. Me? I absolutely want to have sponsorships. I absolutely want to be recognized as brand safe because I've seen the repercussions of full expression of one's beliefs. Now, I do not feel that you need to be silent. You should express how you really feel. However, when 
the cost becomes your professional identity and it costs you opportunities that can benefit you and your family, you really have to weigh that out. Is this belief so important that I'm willing to stand on it and everything that comes with it? If you say yes, then hey, roll roll with it. And your motivation is in the right direction. But you need to realign what your business strategy is because it's going to affect that, hands down. I mean, you don't got to be someone super successful to, to, to understand that. And of course, there's always flip sides to these arguments, right? To these conversations that somebody's going to say, no, that's not true. Um, you could say whatever you want and brands are still going to be, absolutely, absolutely. But I do feel that you will, I think that, that it's only, that is only going to be relevant when you get to a certain point. When you get to a certain standing, I feel that the motivations of companies are going to be different. Oh, we there's money behind this person. It don't matter what they say. We we're getting behind them. They hey, they can do what they want to do. They're bringing in the money. They're bringing in the revenues. They're gonna make us money. So people like that. They like that edginess. So yeah, let them say it. You know. Case in point, comedians. That's why the company's motivations are to get behind them because they know they're edgy. They're going to say what they want, but they pack out crowds. They've got good shows. They're in the podcast game. You know, they're they're rocking movies. So, you know, so the motivation for the comedian is I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And even then they're going to do what they're going to do anyways because that's what comedians do. But for me, for me, my motivation is to bring quality content, a variety of quality content for you, the viewer, to enjoy and keep enjoying. That's what my vision is. That's what my objective is. So in order to do that, I have to look at what the content is that I'm delivering and determine if my personal beliefs align with the content that I'm delivering. In some aspects, it does. Case in point, this podcast. This podcast, I try to give you motivational, inspirational things to help you progress through your day, progress through your week, progress through your life, make you more introspective or, or you know, continue being introspective. I don't have all the answers. You know, these are just thoughts. These are just opinions. But hopefully I shed enough light on them to brighten your day, make you a better person. You know, that's that's the goal. So sometimes I am going to say things that are against the grain, but they're meant to serve a purpose of giving the example of who I am as a human. Um, another example, the art of conversation. That's meant to showcase conversations between two people as humans you see the good and the bad sides but hopefully you get a big picture of who we are and if anything it shows shared understanding it shows 
thoughtful communication between two people and that that is still relevant in these times. But shows where it, it wouldn't matter would be my show Conspiracy Corner. That's not meant to bring social awareness. I mean, maybe it is. It, it's it, it's meant to bring some type of awareness. Um, but it, but when I'm talking about a mafia tale, I, I, it's more of a more of a, a historical frame framework. It's not meant to you know challenge the topic of the day. So I wouldn't associate my personal thoughts with that because I'm presenting a particular type of information. Um, retro plays retro. That's just meant to be video games, just playing games. My personal beliefs aren't aligned with that other than video games. So you see, my motivations are, are different when it comes to the content. Some people don't really look at that. They don't. Let's talk about one that I, I love bringing up. I love talking about stream teams. Not in a negative perspective, but really shedding light on them. And I think it's because down the road, eventually, somewhere in the land of Oz, I get the golden ticket of partnership. And I, and I explore the idea of a stream team. The motivations for stream teams are always in the right place. It's to build a team of like-minded individuals to come together and to grow together and, and, um, and encourage community and, uh, and, and you know and, and build up and and just do great great things you know that that's the true motivations of it but then the, eventually the motivation shifts to just I'm I'm just my motivations are in making sure my channel doesn't fall <laughs> you know like so so before you even look at that what I would call the cookie cutter motivation I would look at it and say what is my real motivation for this team well I would compare it to what my motivation for my discord was keywords are was because I don't have one no more I nuked it but the reason why was because I I created a Discord. My motivation was simple. It was like everybody else. Provide a place that is associated with me that people can come into and see interactions and have interactions with others and they can really kick their shoes off and be themselves and... And it builds a community not just around them but around me as well. And then it 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 adds support to my channel. And it and it you know it goes back and forth. But it helps them as well. So that was my true motivation behind it. But what I saw was it was it was irrelevant to the direction I was going in because 
I would, I mean, you know, it's my Discord, so I'm going to do some promotion in there for things. And I got no type of feedback. I got, got no type of real support for it. So it's like, it, it felt spammy. Once something feels spammy, it's like, I know how I feel when I see it. Like, I don't want to go in there and see that. But no other type of engagement takes place. So the motivation I had for that is pretty much shot. There's no maintained interest or willingness to continue uh, doing it. So I got rid of it. So I would compare a stream team to that. If I was to do a stream team, and I had maybe five people that I really admired and wanted them on the team and, you know, invited them to the team and we helped each other, like, you know, continue growing and, and help them achieve their goals, then great. But if I invited five to 10 people, 10 to 15 people, let's say I did 30 people. If you've seen any team, you you know what the numbers look like. There's five to six people with some decent numbers, and then as they as they trickle down, you know, it goes from highest to lowest. Eventually, there's people on there with still one viewer, zero viewer. Like, what is the real motivation of this? Just to add people to something associated to my name to feel like they're part of it? I mean, it. I think it's counterproductive. Because then what that does is that gives that person the motivation to turn back around and say, hey, I was on that team. It didn't do nothing for me. Well, that puts a bad taste in people's mouth for my brand, my identity. What kind of brand awareness is that? I know I'm not going to do that. So that's just an example. And that's not to say all stream teams are like that. There are great teams. I think. I've seen a team recently, their motivations are in the right direction. And a lot of people want to be attached to it because it's the new thing, right? But the challenge is going to be maintaining the interest and, and the motivation in not just the, the team owners, but the team members to keep it thriving. You know, there are teams that are that are great. You know, there's one in particular that I really would love to align with, but I'm trying to get get some momentum behind my my programming. Um, you know, get these night shows kicked in gear, so that way there's predictability there, um, not just in the mornings with coffee time. So that way, there's interest. You know, if 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 I was to apply, there's interest in what I'm doing, and then you know. I do get attached to that. Um, so, you know, that's my motivation. But that was just my example in, in motivations when it comes to, like, so, like, like bigger things, like communities, uh, stream teams, um, like even orgs, right, organizations, discords. Um, you know, you, you look at these bandwagon motivations, like somebody creates a tiktok account they start doing tiktok videos everybody jumps on the bandwagon to do tiktok videos because they seen one person gaining some popularity from it um you see another person like promoing their youtube all of a sudden there's an influx of people wanting to jump into youtube and you know so 
Like there, there's this bandwagon motivation. Well, I got to have the motivation to do that too. So I got to manage my channel. I got to manage my socials. I got to manage my YouTube. I got to manage my TikTok. I got to manage my Byte account. I got to manage my Instagram real stories. I got to manage my, my, my Twitter thread, like all of that stuff. And then you don't even have the motivation to stream because you work a nine to five, you know? <laughs> so, so as a, as a creator, what I would say is analyze where you want to exercise the most motivation where you have the most interest in succeeding and focus on that because not everything is for everybody and maybe initially it doesn't mean don't try it but if the motivation isn't there to continue pursuing it then don't put the energy into it right away you know my main focuses are my programming for the Twitch channel, which drives the content for my podcasts, which also drives some of the content for my YouTube. Not all of the content, because I have content that I don't even do on stream that I share to my YouTube. But that's just three things. And the only other area where I had a weakness was my social media strategy. That's it. You know, develop a strategy for how I want to um, grow my social media because that ties into all of my other content, the promo of it, you know, the interaction. So it's all it's all necessary. Um, I feel like when people talk about these things, like there's a there's a, a negative stigma attached to it, like like we're willing to talk about them behind closed doors or on certain avenues, but I almost feel like it's like people don't want to hear you talk about it because it's almost like you're only concerned with yourself. No, I'm trying to share, if you're a content creator, what you should do to ensure you're growing. So what is the difference between me doing it and Harris Heller? Oh, I know, he has the industry credibility and the standing so you believe him versus a quote no-namer doesn't mean I don't have the experience it just means I haven't hit I haven't hit that market yet but my motivations are in the right direction while while you you is the the general persona have the perception that I'm only making this about myself. I have the perception that I am sharing insight and strategy and tools for you to have positive motivators to continue your drive to accomplish your successes. You don't have to listen to any of it, but I know what I'm doing. I, I know what I'm gonna do. And I know how to analyze what's working versus what's not. See, so that's the difference. You know, if, if let's, let's, put it in perspective let's say a thousand people were listening to this right now probably 800 of those people or 900 percent or 900 people are probably going to agree with it but out of that 900 700 actually really believe it 200 people are only saying yes because they don't want to be called out or thought of as disagreeing and inciting you know the hate mob when in actuality, me, I would love to hear that that counter argument. And then out of that 700 people, maybe three to 400 of those people really are inspired. And the other 
you know, let's say 300 of those people are, the other 400 um, are just acknowledging it because they're interested in it right now. But the point is, more people are going to acknowledge what I'm saying versus the write-off right now and the lack of credibility right now. You see, so my motivations are, are in, in different in different uh, perspectives from most. Or maybe they're the same. Maybe they're the same. They're probably the same. That's fine. Let's switch gears. Um, let's talk about... I apologize. I was drinking some of my coffee. Let's talk about hobbies. Well, are we done with motivation? So, what else do I got to say? What are your motivations? What are you trying to accomplish? Why are you trying to accomplish it? Are you going to be able to maintain interest in it? Are you going to be able to maintain that motivation? What are the reasons or reason for you are acting or behaving in a particular way? Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it redemption? Is it the other reason that I have the motivations that I have is to prove to every single person that count me out, that discredit me, that fail to recognize that I really am trying to provide value. It's to show otherwise and it's to prove them wrong. Because I know that they're out there. I know they are. You know, there's nothing that says you can't be great. You can have potential, but you have to know how to reach that market. And we're we're, we're questing, baby. We're questing. So, motivation. I think we're good. So let's switch gears. Let's switch gears. Switch gears like we switch tracks. <sighs> Hobbies. This is a big one that you hear in, in content. So why did I pick hobbies? Because I associate it with, with content creation. I associate it with... Okay, so my hobbies... Well, let me talk about what my hobbies are. My hobbies are uh, video games, DJing. Um, it used to be graphic design. Then that turned into what I'm trying to have as my profession. Um, rapping and rhyming used to be one of my hobbies. Um, 
conspiracies. Those were my one of my hobbies. Uh, audio books. That's another hobby I have. Working out, but then that came became one of my goals and one of my motivators just in life. Um, and uh, you know, watching shows. Th- those are probably my, my my current hobbies. I used to comic books used to be one of my hobbies. Um, streaming when I started was a hobby. It definitely was a hobby. Um, because I didn't, you know, I was just like, I just want to pl- I just want to have an excuse to play video games. So if I stream, then there's people watching me. So, you know, now it's kind of forcing me to play the game, but it's also giving me a reason when I tell wifey. So, you know, that's why I had started streaming. And then when it came to doing like YouTube videos, kind of the same thing, you know, I used to do I used to do YouTube videos. I had one called uh, "Sipping with a Stogie," and "Sipping with a Stogie" was essentially me like buying different brands of cigars and different whiskeys, and you know I would pair them together and I would evaluate them: the aroma, the burn, um, the bite of the whiskey, you know, the flavor profile, and you know I, I would kind of talk about that and share it. So I did those on one of my old YouTube channels. It was just for fun. It was just something to do. Um, But when I got into streaming and like I didn't do YouTube right away, I would upload my streams to it. Didn't have any traction with it. But then it it became. It is it is still very much a hobby because it isn't like I'm generating a sustainable amount of income from this. But it is a very focused hobby. Um. It's almost like my motivation for this hobby is to turn it from a hobby to my actual pursued career or in a, di- a career in addition to, you know, so um, that that's the overall goal. And I think like within this hobby, there's skill sets I'm learning that I might not have certifications on, but. I have the experience in them. For example, show production, show management, um, you know, uh, post production of videos, video editing, um, audio, um, audio engineering. Like these are all skill sets that a lot of creators are learning and doing on their own, but they don't have the, um, you know, the, the the certification to go along with it to put on a resume. But you very well could put it on a resume. You know, I have over a thousand hours of on-air time, you know, um, in, a, in a multitude of self-produced shows. Oh, really? Like, and that's legit, you know, like, <laughs> I got the achievement yesterday for that. So, um, you know, so your hobbies, there was, a, there was a video, there was a Reddit, um, Harris Heller had made the video, it was like, you're streaming is your hobby not your future and then they went they started talking about that and i think that is a question that is always asked right like like or is always mentioned and always stated that you have to ask that i even said that in one of my videos you know you have to ask yourself is this something that i want to do um but why you know why i don't i don't ask myself when I'm, uh, when I'm playing video games, 
Is this something I want to do or am I going to turn it into a career? I'm just playing video games. So it's the same thing with... Now, I understand the perspective because the perspective is is people are trying to make this a career. But, hey... Kaka Kaka Killa? Hmm? What? That's kind of weird. Thank you for that follow. <laughs> oh, no, that's not it. Hmm. In any case, um, in any case, um, as I was saying, um, uh, like, I get it. People people try to make these a career, but one thing, another, I think it was Harris Heller said as well, or no, 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 Devin Nash said it. You know, you spend all this time sitting in front of a camera, streaming, doing all these things, but what skill are you walking away with? What, you know, what technical skill are you 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 learning? What value are you adding to yourself? Nothing, Right. So if I say all those things I just said, I don't have certifications for. Okay, so how do I get certified? How do I how do I become a certified, you know, Adobe Creative Suite, um, not instructor, but you know, certified professional. You know, n- we don't bother to look at those things. If I produce all of my shows, how do I get some type of you know, uh, show production license or, or how do I get those credentials validated? Because I mean, I am brainstorming these things from start to finish. I, you know, I concept, I, um, I storyboard, I, um, I, I draft, I outline, I go into the, the, the show production in terms of the elements that go into it. Um, I, I deal with all of the sound, you know, I program all of the cues, you know, when the show is actually being aired. So all of these things I'm doing in a hobby that I'm trying to translate into a an alternative career. So, you know, when we talk hobbies, people have taken hobbies and they have become their profession. So how do you look at it? You know, what do you think? Um, you know, what I what I tried to do is take all of my hobbies that I enjoy and interconnect them into my the content that I create and deliver. Because overall, content creation is my hobby as well. But at this particular juncture in my life, it's it's my priority, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm actively pursuing, uh, you know, getting a job. So in the meantime, this is what I do, you know, for the first half of the morning and then in the, in the evenings. And then during the day, I'm actually doing, you know, my real life stuff, real life priorities. Hobbies are a great thing to have, though. 
because they also are therapeutic. You know, there were times when I would be deployed and I would just write raps. I would just write raps, you know, and it was almost like if I wasn't uh, rapping, it would be poetry. You know, I go back and I read some of them. And I mean, some of them were just me trying to just spit rhymes, you know, just, you know, throw down some lyrics. But then others were very introspective and, and were painting a picture of my emotions at that time. Really showcasing how I felt. Um, same thing whenever I would make like make beats. You know, whenever I would make beats, it wasn't because I wanted somebody to hear the beat and buy it. It was a way for me to take sounds that I was hearing and put them together and create an emotion and then that emotion would make me feel a certain way it was almost like I could feel like my pain but even though it was pain I was feeling there was relief in it which was which was um which was taking it away which was giving joy so that was that that was why I say that's why I say hobbies are therapeutic because they, you know, like audiobooks. Sometimes when I've been my most angriest, I've just jumped in the car and just thrown in an audiobook on and just, it allowed me to escape, you know, escape my thoughts and just listen to some information. And I love historical audiobooks, like, but not nothing real dry, right? Like, there's certain authors and narrators that do it well. But on the flip side of that, like, there's other ones, like the self help. Uh, books that I've listened to um, there's one by uh, I want to say Dave Carnegie is that his name um, how to influence and um, oh, I forget I forget it's a great book it's an older book too though it came out like in the I think the 50s or 60s but it's still like a bestseller and, and it definitely is like it, it, it gives you tools on how to better socialize and how to interact without malice, essentially. Um, but hobbies are also can also affect in negative aspects. You know, for example, there were days where I would just stay in my room just creating stuff and wasn't putting it on air wasn't streaming and I was neglecting household responsibilities um it was the same thing when I used to do music you know when it becomes everything that you do it's no longer a hobby you're turning it into like your lifestyle and while some people say, well, you know, that's sacrifice and that's dedication to what you love to do because you want it to be something, that's true. But it also, uh, it can be unhealthy, especially if it's not achieving the desired results that you want it to achieve. So on one hand, hobbies are therapeutic, but at the same time, they can be unhealthy, Um like, have you ever seen somebody that works out and they say, well, you know, I got tired of how I was feeling, so I wanted to work out and I started feeling good about myself and I love it. 
So, in, in a way, it's not... It, it wouldn't be classified as a hobby per se, but it is still a hobby. You know, I, I love to just kind of work out and or I love to run. But then that person gets to a point where it's like if they don't run, their whole world comes crashing down, right? If a person doesn't work out or if they have one cheat day, then it's just like, oh, I'm just, I just feel so bad about myself right now. Like, hey, yo, that's unhealthy, yo. Like, you do it because you enjoy doing it and then let it, um, I think that's why, let, let, let me change gears a little bit. I think that's why people, people that give Ninja such a hard time when he says, um, when he makes the comment about how people that say it's just a game, um, have no real goals in life or something to that extent. It's because the perspective of the majority of individuals that play video games are playing them from the hobby perspective whereas the person that is an esports um athlete if you will understands that that mentality you have to have that drive to succeed in order to be the best that you can be and then the the counter argument to it would be, well, he was talking about Fall Guys. It isn't just that game. You know, any game can become competitive. Say that to a speedrunner that spent thousands of hours playing one game and say, it's just a game, dude. It's more than a game for me, man. I'm trying to break this record. I'm trying to accomplish something. You know, say that to... Uh, a cosplayer who's trying to get the best costume she possibly can or he possibly can or they and you say it's just a costume it's not a big deal it's not a big deal because you're not doing it you know so to the hobbyist sure it's just a hobby don't take it serious but to some people hobbies are their driving force which you know is allowing them to accomplish great things. So I think that's why hobbies, you know, it, you look at them how you look at them, but you should always look at it with an open mind. That have you ever have you ever seen or heard or those people that yeah, I was just doing this for fun, man, and then you know it started gaining traction. Next thing you know, you know we were like, hey, let's take this serious, and boom. You know, that's my motivation for this. So when people on one hand get get tired of hearing the same, quote, topics of discussion, well, I apologize. But the reason why those things are so um, repetitive to me is because it is a hobby that I have, but it is something that I have seen success from in the past and I want to reachieve that success, but in greater, in greater numbers, and go somewhere with it, you know. But I also understand that it's a balance, you know. It's not going to be at the cost of, of a healthy, a healthy family. No, my family is always number one to me, um, and I would rather take something I enjoy, and if my kids like doing it, let them do it and mold them to do what they like to do 
It's a hobby you enjoy. You do it in your spare time. We give it 110% when we do it. We see some success from it. Then we know this is something to pursue because they're the next generation. You know, I'm, I'm an old guy, but I'm trying to make the most out of my life while I can instead of sitting on my hands and, and being overly critical of everything like the like the masses do these days. So, you know, I guess I guess these kind of they, they relate in that your hobbies, your motivation to have them is because you just want something to relax with. It's like a person that plays golf, right? I just go play golf because I like it. Like, here's a great example. I have a friend. She speed runs a particular game. And I've talked to her about it. I said, you know you're like in the top 140 people in the world, right? I said, yeah, but I just do it for fun. Um, but that's a that's a great thing. Because as long as it's fun to her, she keeps doing her best. When it becomes something that is a priority, then it starts to lose that enjoyment. And then you don't want to do it. So your motivations shift. See, that's how they connected. I gave the example. Okay, y'all. I'm wrapping this thing up. One hour top. Um... I want to say thank you to everybody that did poke their head in today. This has been Coffee Time with Retro Lag. You can find the um, the podcast at the links that should be dropping in chat. I don't know why they're hesitating. Oh, maybe because they... There we go. All right. So, uh, yeah, you can check it out at Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Tonight, we have Social Soup, Game and Entertaining News at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then I have Backlog, which is me getting caught up on my video game library, Kingdom Hearts. That's just a good old-fashioned chat-included type stream with some gameplay. That'll be at 10 p.m. Eastern. And if you don't check any of that, you can check me tomorrow morning. Um, where I will be back and tomorrow is the premiere conspiracy corner a conspiracy theory mafia tales and unsolved mysteries show at 9 p.m eastern standard time all right enough of all the promotion I love every single one of y'all peace enjoy your day I'm out